And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks emergency podcast. We sat down right after, literally right after the Nico Harrison, Jason Kidd press conference. Isaac and I were both in the American Airlines Center and we were still in the AAC to record this Spotify green room. So this is our Spotify green room right afterwards, emergency pod. We, uh, our audio is obviously a lot different than a normal podcast that you would hear because we're on our phones. We're using the Spotify green room app. You're going to hear questions from different listeners. Some of them may be you. Uh, and then at the end, Tim Cato joined us on his drive home. So shout out to Tim for joining us. Appreciate it. And uh, it was a really interesting press conference. We've got a lot of takeaways. So here's our just initial thoughts. We will do a podcast later on to talk about it in full with clips and all that kind of stuff to share with you guys. So here we are, Spotify Green Room that we did right after the press. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Exciting time, and I think this is really going to be a great start to a new chapter. So we're in the lower bowl of the AAC right now. We're probably about to get kicked out because season ticket holders are picking their seats. And we got time. We're, we're not really in that tax bracket to buy season ticket <laughs> Well, we don't need that. They were like, at the end of the presser, they were like, make sure everybody buy tickets. And Sit Marshall said the the number like the phone number you call we're like we don't need tickets unless they're telling us something we don't know all right so i know nick asked this a little bit ago but like big takeaways like where where are we at mavs fans what questions do you still have what did you have any favorite moments so some people up there's yeah there's a couple comments here from from jose from uh from dylan and then from jonathan all about kp i think that was a big takeaway like, they're not trading KP. There's no way. I don't, I don't think there's any well, way. I wouldn't go that far. The way Mark was talking about him and the way he was defending him, either either he's really pulling the either he's really pulling the trade value card or they're in on it for you know for KP. I think they don't think his trade value is good enough for them to trade him yet. But yeah. they could well, be I mean, they could be playing it up. I mean that's that's possible. Well, I mean, you're not gonna trash him either. And I don't. I think it would be even more obvious if you're like, "Oh yeah, he's a great player." So uh, next question. I, I think you had to go that route, no matter how you feel about him. But we'll share a lot of our thoughts about the presser on tonight's Lockdown Mavs. What questions do you guys have? Should we bring? Let's let's bring somebody up. Parker says the media was scared to say domestic violence, and that's not true. So I don't know what you're talking about. All right, let's bring up Jonathan. Yo yo yo! What up? What What's you got for uh, um, I mean, the pressure was really good. I think it was really telling on their situation with KP, right? And their situation, I think, with Tim Hardaway Jr. It was also it wasn't mentioned, but I think it's really telling now that they're really committed to KP. So I'm really interested to see what they do with Timmy if they keep him, if they do some sort of side and trade with him, um, because they they really need a secondary ball handler, and I don't think that's going to be in in in, no, in KP. So. Yeah, Jonathan, uh, you, you made a good point. You know, we were talking about the KP thing. We almost bought season tickets just ago. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it became, you know, there was multiple answers about KP. And, you know, I think somebody, I forgot who it was, asked a question about the offseason and about finding, I think it was Mike Leslie who asked a question about finding the, the second star to Luca. 
mm-hmm. they were they kind of looked yes. at each other on stage of like, well, we have KP, and I thought that was telling that they went into that and it was mm-hmm. like, hey, like we we believe in KP now. Whether whatever route you want to take that, I've like, hey, if you plan on trading him, you need to hype him up, or if you truly believe it, you say that too. So I see both sides of that, but they were very very positive with KP, and that was a, I would say that's one of my main takeaways is. They made it a point to be overly positive about KP, even to the extent of Mark Cuban interrupting Nico and Jason right. on the answer. Yeah, was like, hey, I want to butt in here, and did the whole like it was. He did exactly what he was told to do. Hyped him up. Yeah, and he kind of yeah, like exactly. slandered Rick in a way. Kind of, he was like, he did exactly <laughs> what he was told to do. So I, the the question about that though is, so why was he told to do that, right? And it's because of everything we saw during the season, his lack of like confidence, his lack of ability to get a shot against wings. Like there's so exactly. many things that 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 Chris Porzingis did that led up to him being asked to do those things. So like I get Mark's point, and yeah, he is trying to hype up his guy. They're not going to trash a guy at a presser like this. I mean, there were season ticket holders in the building. There was assistant coach, new assistant coaches in the building. Like there's all these people that. Uh, Nate Hinton was in the building, by the way. Nate Hinton oh, was really? hanging out. Yeah, he was there. And yeah, I, we, we got not going to trash KP to, uh, in front of everybody. Yeah. We talked to we talked to Sean Sweeney afterwards, Nick and I, and uh, he knows about Locked On and everything. So that was cool. Uh, he's checking out Locked On Mavs. So and he's lurking Reddit. So uh, don't say anything yes, bad Sean, about Sean Sweeney on Reddit. Sean Sweeney is looking at Reddit, guys. So uh, yes, <laughs> I will right. say I will say that the the thing with um. I think Bob has a new contract because Mark didn't didn't want to answer that question. He was like, "I don't have any. I'm not going to talk about anybody on the payroll." Yeah, he has two guys on the payroll sitting right next to him. So I thought I that was it, kind of. I think that was kind of funny, but so the, Bob, a lot of people are chatting about Bob too. Yeah. I think the opposite. I think he's not on the payroll anymore, but I don't think he wants to have that conversation. So he he played it off. Oh, I thought I thought the complete. Opposite that was my. Of that. Did yeah, you think John, the opposite? I honestly don't even know. I I I do agree with Jonathan that it's. Like Cuban obviously doesn't want to talk about it. Right. The answer of like, hey, I can't talk about it. I don't want to talk about anybody's like under contract when. Yeah, but if he was still on the payroll, he would be like, yeah, we believe that he can be blah blah blah, and I think the coverage of him was unfair. You know, all that kind of stuff. And instead, he he wasn't going to be like, yeah, we fired his ass. Right. (laughs) I mean, they weren't going to do that. I mean, if Luca doesn't like the guy, I think they should confidently say that. But instead of saying that, he he just said, I'm not going to talk about anybody that's on the payroll. I mean, that, I I feel like that's a get out, get out jail free card, but that was and, and honestly, we might not know. Like, I don't. Yeah. Think if Bob is here next year, I don't think he's sitting front row. So I think <laughs> if he's here next year, it's in a role that we don't really know too much about, whether we like that or not. But yeah, I'll be curious if it's even addressed before you know tip off on opening night. Uh, Mark Stein now just confirmed that report from uh, Jake Fisher that Igor is was is progressing to be on the assistant. Be an assistant coach on the Maverick staff. So that's pretty oh, Lucas. cool. Yeah, Luca's old coach. It's awesome. Let's go. Yeah. All, All right, guys. Just, we're bringing somebody care. else up. Appreciate it, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. As you bring someone else up, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this assistant coach thing real quick. Yeah, you go ahead. I thought one of the coolest things was Jason saying, "Hey, we're gonna give old Mavericks the chance to see if they want to coach," and that was definitely a shot with with JJ Barea. He mentions Tyson Chandler and that, like, we're going to mm-hmm. invite these guys to Summer League to see if coaching is, like, really their thing. Like, do if they do they want to pursue this as a career? And I thought that was, like, really cool. And I want to know, like, who else is there? Is it just J.J. and Tyson? That's the first thing I'd heard of Tyson entertaining coaching. So 
I was, I, I, and I love, I freaking love Tyson Taylor. So I, that was one of my favorite moments of the whole day so far. <laughs> the, I, I laughed out loud. And I think you guys heard me on the live stream, but when he said, we got to know if they want to coach, like we're all giving these guys, these jobs, like JJ Barea, Tyson Taylor, like, do we know these guys want to coach? And so I thought that was a really funny comment from Jake. Jason had a couple of funny comments today. Yeah, uh, he he had more of those dad type jokes than Mark Cuban did. We were a little surprised by that. We were we might have been putting uh, odds on how many dad jokes Cuban <laughs> would make before with some other media people, but he no, was all no serious. Yeah, he was all, all right, serious. Let's get, let's get somebody else up here. All right, this is a uh, Shamark Shamarky. What up? What you got for me? Um, you might be muted. Yes, you're, you're muted if you're one to talk. Five, four, three, two. Bring it up, Nick. Huh? Oh, here we go. Schmark, what's up? Hi. Uh, are you able to hear me? Did you? Yes, yes, we can hear you. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, I think for me the main takeaway is uh, not not like the KP stuff. That's just, to be honest, what are you going to say? I mean, it's not even sort of trade season yet, so you don't know how they're going to feel three or four weeks from now. But uh, I think the main issue is the domestic violence stuff. I, I just, having had a number of weeks since the sort of disastrous trailblazers conference, uh, press conference, they should have just come out and just said, you know, he was you know, convicted of uh, domestic abuse. This is this is what happened. At the end of the day, he he's done his time or whatever. Uh, it's been a decade, more than a decade since two decades, more than yeah, almost two decades, I think now. So um, yeah, just we've moved on and that's it. Instead of kind of constantly using innuendo and dancing around it, you're just going to continue seeing people uh, people ask about it. So still like the way they handle. It. Yeah, I'm. I understand your position on this. I understand people that uh, didn't like the way that they handled it. When we walked into the building today, there's a season ticket holders, you know, event going on right now. They got all these people picking their seats. They had uh, first two rows were blocked off from media. So you had family members, Jason Kidd's whole family and his three little kids were sitting in the front row. Uh, you had St. Marshall, you had Mark Cuban, like you had a bunch of people, pr- perspective, like assistant coaches and stuff like that. So I knew right away they weren't going to go like, like dive deep into that kind of stuff and get into that. So were they using it as a human shield? Like maybe, I guess, but uh, I think that they did address it in a way. You can say maybe they danced around it, but they used different language uh, because there, I think there was kids in here because there was, you know, season ticket holders and stuff like that. But they did address the issue of, you know, St. Marshall sat down and talked to him. St. Marshall is a you know survivor of domestic abuse herself. And one of the big questions that I had when they first hired Jason Kidd or the, they were first rumored to hire Jason Kidd was, what makes the Mavericks have the right to say this guy has changed, this guy has grown, this guy has grown from that situation that was, you know, a long time ago and was a terrible situation, obviously. It was awful and is inexcusable as you know, even as a person. And I think the difference, whether you agree with this or not, is Sint Marshall. They brought in Sint Marshall, they put in some things in place, and this is their way of of testing people, of going through um this hiring process and all of that. And I think St. Marshall is the difference from 2018 to now uh, to how the Mavericks could hire somebody like this. Now for some people, that's not going to change whether you agree or disagree with what, uh, you know, Jason Kidd did in his past and the Mavericks bring him in as a leader of this organization and all that. I'm still sort of on the fence, whether I think that was a good decision. um, Even considering he hasn't been the best coach (laughs) in the past, right? Like all those things I think add up. Uh, There was a good question asked by, uh, a media member, I can't remember her name, uh, but she asked a question about 
you know, to Sent Marshall and to Jason Kidd, what would you say to all the other survivors of domestic abuse out there that are Mavs fans that uh, were appalled by this decision and that were upset by this decision? And, uh, you know, Sent Marshall said, I can only speak to what I think and what I believe. And I am also, you know, the survivor of domestic abuse and that I have, you know, I've talked to Jason Kidd. We think that he's grown. We think that he's uh, in a point now where he will not violate the, uh, you know, that no tolerance policy while he's a member of, of the Mavericks. So it's a tough situation, man. It's a really tough situation to handle in a press conference. Uh, did they address it fully? Did they go dive deep into it? Did they actually like dig into the details of it? No, they did address it though, to a degree. Uh, and you know, it is what it is now. And if Sim Marshall signs off, for some people, that's going to be good enough, and for some people, it's not. Do you want me to go? I was going to say, I just spoke for like 10 minutes, but that was something <laughs> – I, I mean, I was I was really concerned by that as well, and I, I that was something that I really wanted to hear in this presser. And as soon as I came in and I saw that, like, Jason Kidd's family was in the front row and, like, his daughter that's probably in, like, elementary school, I was like, they're not really going to get into this too much. So, uh, well, yeah, yeah, it is uh, – Jacob says in the chat, it's Maria Carrera. I, I, I'm – I think that was yeah, correct. Was. Right, yep, you're right. Great, great question uh, from her. But you know, Portland set the bar pretty low on how to how to talk about uh, past stuff. And they at least did, he answered they, it. <laughs> they did a better job than Portland. Did they? Then it's just up for you know a matter of opinion. Did there's probably a portion of fans out there saying, "Hey, we wanted everything to be walked through, every detail, everything that happened twenty years. We wanted we want to know exactly what happened. We want to know exactly what he's done since then." and all of that, there's also probably a portion of fans that saying, hey, we just want to hear the general, like, we just want to see that he's gotten better. We want to see that there was something that was done. We want to see that they place their faith in him now, that he's a changed person. And that's kind of the route the Mavericks took compared to not doing the detail route. Whether you agree with it or not, that's the route that they took. And St. Marshall stood by that, and she talked about the whole, like, it was this was her choice. She signed off on this. You know, Tim Cato asked great questions, you know, about it, about her zero tolerance policy. Maria asked a great question about it. Like, it was definitely talked about today. So nobody can right. say that it wasn't talked about. It was talked about. People can question on, okay, well, we wanted more details about stuff. But it was definitely talked about on a bigger scale. And they talked about why they signed off on him because they feel like he has changed and learned. Kid even talked about how you got to get help and speaking directly to, you know, abusers. I think himself. Like, yeah, he said you have to get help on that. So uh, they definitely talked about it. I think it's up for debate for some people on if there was enough details on it. And I'm sure people are on. I haven't been on Twitter much, but I'm sure people are. There's a portion that's upset. And there's a portion saying, hey, that, that was a good presser. Anyway. All right. Appreciate your question, though, Nick. I uh, appreciate the, the perspective and all that. All right. Let's uh, bring somebody else up. Uh, Jordan. Jordan, what's up? What you got for us? What this up? Is Jason, this is Jason's brother. Yeah, fr- friend of the pod, Jordan Bourne here. Glad to uh, glad to join you guys today. Um, I uh, didn't actually get a chance to watch the press conference, so I-, I was just wondering, like, if y'all could go through like two or three highlights, like that we have to hear about. If, if I thought you were gonna say every quote, I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's dive in. I got notes. All right. Well, uh, Jason Kidd's wearing glasses. So okay. <laughs> we were really interested to see how they were going to be dressed. Uh, Nico was wearing Nikes and a full suit. So whatever you want to, whatever you want to consider Nico, that. Nico thanked Phil Knight and Nike. So uh, that was, uh, that was really cool. But, but no, I mean, 
you know, it's kind of just getting a, a glimpse from them of just kind of who they are. And, you know, I say main takeaways. We talked about KP. I don't want to, like, really go back over. I mean, the main thing is we wanted to hear about Jason Kidd's pass and how, why they signed off on him because of that. We wanted um, – they talked about KP. They talked about Luca. You know, Jason really talked about Luca a handful of times. He specifically mentioned Luca in the fourth quarter and how he could get tired at times and how, like, whether it's a roster addition or – trying to find out ways that they can, like, help that and help him pace himself. I thought something else that was really cool that Jason was asked about who was his idol growing up, and he said Magic Johnson. But he also talked about the relationships he still has with Gary Payton and John Stockton. And he even referenced saying being able to bring point guards like that, the Paytons and Stocktons of the world, into here in Dallas to talk to Luka about what it means to be a point guard, I, that was one of my, like, low-key takeaways like, that's the relationship part. Like, Rick obviously has relationships. I'm not saying that. But, like, if we walk into a practice one day as media and we see freaking Gary Payton there, I'm going to be like, okay, that's, that's cool. And he's like, okay, Is the like, big working. three in town? <laughs> but if he's, like, over there, like, working out with, like, Luca and – like, that stuff is kind of cool. And that's the yeah. – I thought that was a cool part from Jay. And he seems so excited to work with Luca. I mean, everybody would. But he said he talked to Luca on the phone. He said Luca's excited. Luca's focused on, you know, Slovenia right now and uh, playing for his national team. But – I, yeah, I guess I, I don't want to like go back over all. We talked a lot about it. KP was like a KP was a main takeaway that I didn't expect to be a main takeaway. That's why that was the there was just a lot said about him being a. I think one of them actually said he's a perfect fit next to Luca. I think Tim McMahon tweeted that out too. So a lot of KP love today. Yep. And what about Josh Green, Jason Kidd with the two hey, mentions? We're going to develop Josh Green and help him get to the next level. He name dropped Giannis and Chris Middleton as past. He said we have developed them, and we, you know, we gave them some of the tools. He said maybe not every tool. <laughs> like, he, like talking about Giannis. Jason Kidd got the bucks to. <laughs> I mean, he he did. He was there at the beginning and helped develop those guys. And Sean Sweeney was there as well. He's going to be on the coaching staff. We saw him today. Um, so I mean, that is uh, that's pretty interesting that, that they help develop those guys and that they're going to put an emphasis on developing young players, which I think a lot of Maps fans will like or hate. Right? They're either going to be like, "Man, why are they playing all these rookies now?" After we asked for rookies for for years. Uh, also, guys, Josh Green will not play in summer league. Yeah, we learned that. Some people are saying, "Check Mark Stein's Twitter." Is it about Igor? Uh, let's get uh, somebody else up here. For a All right, thanks, guys. All right, thank, thanks, man. Tell Jason I said hey. Nick, are you on Twitter? Or are you looking at the? I can't. I can't accept somebody up to. Well, speak. people were saying check Mark Stein's Twitter. They're adding so. Sean Sweeney was the first to join kids coaching staff. The Lakers, Greg St. John was the was alongside kid in L.A. Is also expected to join the Mavericks. I'm probably pronouncing it's either Gene or John, hmm. but. Coach from the Lakers is joining Jason Kidd's staff, so that's pretty cool. All right, let's bring somebody up. Brian, what you got for me? Is this Scout? Oh, man. This the burner. Hey, guys. Uh, sorry, I was walking out of lunch. My biggest takeaway was definitely him mentioning Josh Green. And kind of with that and Ty Terry's comment yesterday about Dallas being a hometown like yeah. just seeing what Jason Kidd can do with these young guys with the Tyler Bays the the, the Nate Hintons you know what he can do with them I think that was definitely my biggest take yeah I thought 
you know, when he specifically mentioned that about Josh Green of saying, hey, like, we're going to develop him and we're going to help him get to the next level, like, let's go. Like, I mean, it, now, could that be a, uh, a quote that, uh, people are digging back up, you know, come January when Josh Green has logged about five DMPCDs in the past seven games and everybody's like, hey, remember about that development? Uh, that could possibly come back, but the fact that I think there was an avenue for them to say, we're a win now team, we're a title team, and we're we're looking at just, like I think the narrative could have just been all about vets, which I'm I'm perfectly down for. But the, they leaned into that developing part because they want to develop the young guys too. So I thought, yeah, I thought that was kind of telling. And that's where Kid has had some success in developing some of those guys too. So I think he's leaning into strengths in that way, which you know we'll see. I also. One of them, my question was to Nico about what what does this roster need? We need to talk about that. This, that'll probably be a whole segment on our podcast today. So yeah. what what does this roster need to you know be a, a title team, like a, a championship contender? And he talked about culture and he talked about you know what they're going to bring in. He didn't talk about any roster moves, which it may be too early in the process for him to even figure out how to answer a question like that. They've had conversations probably, but. It's very different having internal conversations and then conversations with the media where you're trying not to tamper for the first time in your first press conference. Um, but I think that bringing in a culture and changing the culture of this team was what Nico Harrison said, and I think that was was really interesting. Maybe that's what KP and Luca need. If, I mean, if KP and Luca get back on track like they were even at the end of last season, then it is a huge change for the Mavericks, and that may be what they need to get to be a title contender. So I found that answer pretty interesting. Definitely a big deflection, but I found it pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm also just really curious on, on seeing what Nico does with the draft. I know someone I think asked him if he's looked at the draft. He's like, I've been looking at the last 19 drafts. And um, I just yeah. really curious. That was our lockdown draft. Lockdown NBA draft. Yeah, and uh, and so I'm just really fascinated to see if we make a move to get back in this draft uh, or if we kind of just sit put and wait till next. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I don't think, you know, we were talking to um, uh, somebody, you know, Mavs afterwards about how we're going to miss the draft party. You know, we, uh, we've we had a blast coming to the draft party, the media draft parties here at the AAC for the past, you know, years. And it doesn't look like, I mean, I'm assuming they're not going to have one because they don't have a pick. And it's kind of sad, but they can always trade in, right? I mean, there's, there's going to be a... Or buy it. Yeah, or buy in second second round pick here and there, but I, I mean, I would I would lean towards them probably setting it setting it out unless they're going to do something bigger because they have some of these young guys, right? They have the Todd Terry's, Tyler Bay's, Josh Greens, and for a team who has aspirations to move you know far in the playoffs, you can only have so many of those guys on your team, right? Like, I mean, if those three guys do come back, I mean, Hinton, we were joking uh, about Nate Hinton being in attendance today. It's like is Nate just sitting back saying, "Hey, um." I'm here, guys. I'm the only player here, so let's make sure I'm on the team next year. And uh, we love Nate Hinton, so. His yeah. vibe was the exact same as it is on the end of the bench. He was, he was like, fake shooting jumpers on the side. He was, like, talking to people. He was wearing shorts and a T-shirt. He was, like, all in. Yeah, I think another thing, sorry, I'm taking the question here, but, like, the assistant coaches stuff. You know, we've all been wondering about the assistant coaching staff alongside, you know, Kid, and obviously Mark Stein's reporting on some of that stuff at the moment. But, 
you know, there was a handful of assistants in attendance today. And it's like, all right, yep. they're not going to probably be here unless they're on the staff. You know, Peter Patton, shooting coach, he was there. DA was here. Sham God was here. You know, a handful of the other guys were here. So it looks like there are going to be a, a decent amount of people returning. But there's also only so many spots on the on the bench, too. And we saw Sean Sweeney. We're seeing the reports from Mark Stein. We heard him talk about how – I mean, kid admitted we talked to J.J. Barea. So – it's at least been you know, talked about. So it'll be interesting to see how the coaching staff, you know, lands, lands out. But that's, that's not the right word, but shakes out. That's what I'm saying. Is the music causing like a slap back? Like, are you guys hearing two sets of music now that they're playing music over the loudspeakers? I'm curious how it you sounds. Want me, you want me to go in the concourse, don't you? I just want you to leave in general. All right. Appreciate Ooh. the question, Brian. <laughs> appreciate the question, Brian. Uh, all right. Oh, man. Jiha, Jiha. He, he has Austin Rivers as his picture. I love it. Austin Rivers with the Nuggets. Uh, what you got yeah. for me? Your last name's Butch. Uh, you're on mute. In three. Oh, yeah. We. Yeah. Can. What's up, man? Uh, yeah. My 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 big takeaway. Uh, hopefully, no one has said this, but Cato. Uh, he he kind of was in every camera shot and. Um, he was constantly looking to his left and his right, looking out for like a hitman. I think I think he thought Cuban might have hired someone to take him out at the press conference. So <laughs> that's, that's my takeaway. Uh, no Love questions, it. but I, I think you guys should investigate that a little more. So what he was – I mean, that's hilarious, and I love the conspiracy theory. You know I love conspiracy theories. But uh, the PR staff were on either side, and he was looking for a microphone. He was sort of sitting right in the middle – and you had to look at either side to get a microphone uh, at either one of the two PR members. So that's what he was looking at when he kept looking to the side trying to get a question. But I love that he, he, was, he had that. He has the hair now where he's like, you can imagine a hit has been called out on him, or he's calling a hit on somebody. You can just imagine that with Tim Cato. Hey, but Tim, Tim Cato is a vibe in itself. <laughs> I love Tim's look right now with his hair and stuff. And I mean, you knew Tim. Tim's not going to back down from anything. And you know, Tim asked those tough questions. He has a handful of questions today. And, yeah, a lot of respect for Tim. Appreciate the question. Let's bring somebody else up. Dylan, our boy Dylan. What's up? I'm just gonna... Dylan, what up? What you got for me? Nothing? Five, four, three, two. Michael, what up? What you got for me? Bringing up Michael. Hello, Michael. Hey. What's up? What you got for me? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I guess just one one small thing. Um, I was wondering whether you guys saw Zach Guthrie there at the uh, presser because I know that we brought him on last year from Utah as like I think as like an offensive assistant coach. And so with the possible news that Koskov could be coming in, I was wondering whether he might be leaving as well. I did not see him. Yeah, me either. And, uh, this isn't sourced or anything, but I don't expect him to be back. That's, okay. that's a good. Right. I'm just gonna gut. leave it at that. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. But I didn't, you know, he, I didn't, I did not see him here unless he was sitting in the back. So, all right, all right. Uh, that's the only thing I was wondering about. Did we say that Daryl Armstrong was in attendance? God, Sham God was in attendance. Yeah, I, w I went over a little bit ago. Uh, yeah, I was. I didn't, see, I, didn't, I didn't see Jenny here. I didn't see. Yeah, uh, Mike Shed here. Uh, I didn't see. Yeah, a couple of the other systems here. I didn't see <sighs> Jamal Moses. 
Sad. I saw a guy that looked like Jamal Mosley. Like, from a distance, I thought it was Jamal Mosley. I was like, why would he be here? And then I got came to my senses and realized he wouldn't be. Uh, all right, Dylan, if you're there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what's up, man? Hey, so I had a question uh, kind of about roster construction. And me too. What's up, man, with, uh, from Virginia? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm actually in Tennessee right now. I have to go pick up the internet modem. Got to have that internet. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially working from home. But uh, my question is with Tyson Chandler coming in and Kid talking about how Porzingis, I believe it was Kid, it might have been somebody else, talking about how Porzingis is a perfect fit next to Luca. you think they might be trying to mirror the 2011 team in a way and moving KP to the dark role and trying to bring in a Tyson-type player again? That's a great question, and I would not count that out. I could well, definitely do that. We just heard the other day the Mavericks are rumored to be interested in the Tyson Chandler starter kit himself. I'm shouting from the rooftops. Nerland's the welcome <laughs> So, man, would that be a Tyson Chandler? I don't think so. But, like, that might be that sort of route if they're deciding to go that way. Uh, it yeah. could be interesting. But, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. I mean – Roster construction, we do not know. Like, I asked the question hoping that he – I asked the question to Nico hoping he would say, like, it's veterans or need a rim protector, you know, some like some kind of like, – Like, Donnie has went that route before. And that right. just goes – like, one of the few things I've heard about Nico is he's such a tight-lipped person, which you know yeah. Cuban loves that. And even Nick's question, like, we've heard, like, Donnie and people in the past, like, go in a vague route of saying – We need an oh, yeah, enforcer. We need more shooters. We need to enforce. We maybe need to get a little tougher. We need some experience. And he just shot that down. It's just like, yep, uh, we're going to – you know, they both used some analogies on – Jason Kidd went on this – okay, this this was a little cringy for me. The car one? The car oh, analogy. With I love the car one. I, I got to touch it. I got to look under the hood. And I, I understood where he was referring to Luca, and he's like – Basically, he was asked, what's the, like, next step for Luca? And he's like, I got to get around Luca. I've only seen him from afar. I got to get to know him, see how he's playing. He like, said, I wrote this down. He said, quote, I want to touch the car. I'm like, you, <laughs> lost, you lost me on the metaphor with Luca as the car. You lost me there, Jason Kidd. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about this on the podcast. But, like, Jason Kidd, he doesn't seem to be the most comfortable public speaker still, even after being in the spotlight for this long. So that's going to be an interesting thing to – monitor uh he definitely he, t- hey, he told me good morning <laughs> he did he looked you right in the eye he said your name he said he isaac said, harris good morning isaac i was like well, well thank you jason appreciate that but he had his opening statement definitely memorized like he was ready to go there so that'll be an interesting thing to at least for me probably not for anyone else but dylan appreciate your questions bring somebody else up thank you dylan <laughs> this is this is the greatest first name we've ever had as a guest on lockdown Mavs green room discombob well, Discombob MFFL. <laughs> How y'all what doing? You, what you got for me, Discombob? Uh, so, I, so I was in Dalton and Matt's podcast, but they mentioned this too, and I don't know how y'all felt about it, but they were talking about putting KP back at the power forward and then maybe going for a you know, traditional center like Tyson Chandler type player that can play good defense. What do y'all think about that? Yeah, we, we kind of just talked about it a little bit um, in regards to, you know, Dylan asked a question with with Tyson Chandler coming on board, or at least going to the summer league and helping out coaching. Would, is this a 
okay, we can move KP. Are they going to try to recreate 2011, put Dirk, you know, the KP in the Dirk spot? Who's the new Tyson? I can very well see that happening for sure. Um, it's just hard to predict. Like, no, anybody who is talking right now saying this is exactly what they're going to do, they, they don't know because we don't know what Kid and Nico want. We don't know how they probably don't know what they want yet. Yeah, like they, like Jason was talking today. He's like, I got a game. I, I got it as weird of an analogy it was. I got to touch the car and look under the hood and like all that stuff. Like, they I got, want they to gotta, touch the car. They want to see the roster. Oh. And I could, your question about it is like, I could see them going that route. I just, like, we just don't know what they're valuing yet. That's well, a new, the, that's a new drop. I want to touch the car. I'm, I'm putting it in the soundboard tonight. I'm so excited. God bless that soundboard. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think it would actually be a disaster just because of how slow we would be in the front court when it comes to defense. And yep. I just don't think that would really be well. If you're going to get a traditional center, I say you trade keep KP or if you're going to go with KP, you run a, Four three wing offense with Luca and then KP. I just think that's the only way. I don't think getting a big guy that can't shoot and then KP as your front court's really going to help. But that's just my opinion. And what do I I'm, know? I'm 100 percent with you as far as roster construction. The problem with KP is on defense he has to play that Nerlens role, right? Like that's the role he should play. He can't play another role because another comment I thought was really interesting from Jay Kidd. Somebody asked him about. I think it was Coop asked him about his past, you know, some of his defensive philosophies and how he's been really, he was really aggressive that first year in Milwaukee and they had a really good defense. And then he went and learned from Frank Vogel over the last two years in LA, they had top defenses. And one thing Jason Kidd said is in today's NBA, you can't guard one-on-one anymore. It has to be a team effort and it has to be working together. And to your point, I don't know your real name, but I'm going to call you Discombob. To your point, Discombob. Aiden. It's Aiden. (laughs) Aiden, what's up? So, to your point, like that would be way too slow because then if Nerlens is hanging out around the rim, then who's KP going to guard and how is he going to switch on to guys? Now all of a sudden you have two ta- two players that get switched off on guys that are not necessarily the best defenders in space in Nerlens and in KP. Obviously Nerlens is better than KP at that, but he's still you need a bunch of wing defenders. You need a bunch of guys that can defend a bunch of positions. Like look at the teams that are in the finals right now; they can only really play. Uh, Giannis is a complete outlier, but they can play Aiton. They can play Brooke Lopez. And other than that, like Bobby Portis, but they never play any of those guys all together. And so it's, it's hard to play two bigs like that. So I, I hope they don't go that route. If they do, we'll see how it works. It'll work in the regular season against some teams, but in the playoffs, you're really limited if KP's going to be as bad defensively as he's been the last couple of years. Well, when you look at the Suns, too, this I'll make one last point. I'll let somebody else go. I mean – I feel like the one reason they're in the finals is how deep they are at the wing position. Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder. I mean, they're yep. just so deep. And I look at our roster, and Benny Smith is good. But other than that, I mean, they're not as versatile as Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges. They're just not. So we'll see. But True. I appreciate y'all letting me come up, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you listening. Thanks. Uh, so I'm going to plug the podcast right now. If anybody listening has never listened to Locked on Mavericks, it's a podcast five days a week. Uh, audio and on YouTube every single day. So if you're going to go and listen to a podcast, subscribe, follow. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Maps. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll stick around for a little bit more, but wanted to get that plug in before everybody. Oh, so we can take a couple more questions. Oh, here we go. The man, the myth, Tim Cato. What you got for me? If this is a fake <laughs> Tim Cato, I'm going to be so mad at you. Nah, this is me. What's up? What's oh, up? I see y'all first. <laughs> back are you still here? <laughs> What's up? I said, are you still here? Oh, no. you guys, I didn't realize you guys were still at the AC. Now nah, I'm driving home. 
Yeah, we're watching Sam, the season ticket holders. I texted Sam a little bit ago, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, somebody in the screen room said their main takeaway from the presser was that Tim Cato was in all the shots, so they watched it online, and that you were looking around left to right, and they thought that Cuban hired a hitman for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hopped on, because of your text. Uh, I, I kept looking for the mic, actually, but... Uh... <laughs> But was that going through my mind? Uh, you know, I don't kiss and tell. Um, nah, I kept, I kept looking for the mic. I was worried that they weren't even going to let me get another one in. And obviously I wanted to ask that second question. So but yeah, we, that's, that's, spent, that's what it was. We spent some time uh, really bragging on you and you asking those tough questions. Let's just say, I don't want to keep you because I know you're driving. What's your like biggest takeaway from the whole day? Um... I don't know. I'm still I'm still processing. I got to write, so I, I need a takeaway. Um, <laughs> I, I was a little surprised they didn't get out in front with some statements right away. Um, I thought otherwise it was a pretty normal um, press conference, you know, introductory in, in terms of, you know, their like like I've heard I've heard a lot of these press conferences over the years covering the NBA. Like there are just things there's specific things and, and manners of saying things that you know, are going to be present at all of them. So I, I didn't hear too much that, that stuck out outside the ordinary, in my opinion. I don't know if yeah. you guys did, if you guys feel like there was more there, but. Um, well, yeah, the only thing we said about was, you know, Mavericks had a choice. They won, the bar was set pretty low by Portland, but they had, a, they had a choice of, do they go into all the details that happened in the past and all the details of what has happened since, or do they take the vague, bigger picture approach of, He's gotten better. He's a changed person. Zero tolerance. We trust him now. Look, and that's the route they went, whether people agree with that or not. Yeah, I thought. I thought. I thought all the answers were pretty dodgy, and I was. I yeah. I, I just yeah. Like I said, I was surprised they just didn't get out in front of it, uh, especially yeah. after the way Portland went, and the fact that they scheduled this two weeks later. Yeah. I thought I thought that they'd have like a specific plan of action to handle this and not just leave it up to the questions that were asked. I was a little surprised by that. Um, That's true, especially I, I since they knew they were coming. Right, right, right. And it was also funny. Like the first question I have, I was like, "Wait, do I ask now? Like, should I? You know, like I don't think there's any like right way to do it. But it was just it was funny that you know it wasn't something they addressed immediately. So my first one, I, I just went to Nico. And I was like, hey, what? Nico gave very short answers, too, which I understand. He's, he's never he been a media figure. So that, that made sense to me. But uh, just one observation is that he was, he was pretty short-spoken. Um, not, not, a, not a good or bad thing, just an observation. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad. You know, I, 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 we knew the press conference was going there eventually. And it took yeah, some time, you, but yeah. You, you had, like, the third question or something, or it's one of the first questions, and you stood up. I'm like... All right, Tim's going there really early. Right. And it took some time, though, but uh, I'm, I was appreciative of your question, appreciative of Maria Guerrero's question, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Well, Tim, guys, go check out Tim's podcast, 77 Minutes in Heaven, The Athletic. You, I mean, if you're a Mavs fan, you're already following Tim on Twitter and everything. So, Oh, last question. Yeah. Do you do you believe Bob is still employed by? This is a big conspiracy theory now. Do Mark Cuban's answer to is Bob still on the payroll? Thoughts? Um, I, I would I would guess that 
he I, I definitely don't think he'll be with the team in any public facing role and, and my my assumption is he probably won't be with the team next but I don't know for sure. I really don't. Like I'd report on it if I if I had yeah. details. I think there's a reason right. there hasn't been any news on that. They let the contract expire this summer and they're gonna figure it out later. Even I'm sure Mark knows what he wants to do. And Bob Bob is Bob is included in this as well. I, I will say I don't think it was any surprise Bob tweeted a photo of his his dog while in Greece. Uh, right after that question <laughs> happened, I don't think that was a surprise at all. Or you don't I, think sorry, you think he's think a calculating was, type guy? I definitely think that was intentional. He has a very cute puppy. <laughs> yes, he does. It's adorable. It's a uh, she. He or she is a a, a lovely a lovely hound. <laughs> we're, a, we're a fan of that. So you wouldn't all think right. that Bob was a super calculating guy, right? Like that. That's what you're trying to tell me is that he's. he's super... <laughs> I know, crazy, crazy. Doesn't doesn't fit the profile, but uh, thanks for jumping on, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, you guys be good, and I'll I'll see you down the road. See you soon, Kato. All right, appreciate everybody that jumped on, Tim Cato, all the listeners, the MFLs, Raccoon Squad. We appreciate you guys. We will be back with the podcast later. We'll probably put we'll probably post this on uh, the podcast feed and the YouTube feed if you guys missed most of it. So it'll be on there. And guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Match Green Room. Peace out. Boom. I lived in Dallas and I had the opportunity to work with Finn, to work with Dirk, to work with Nash, and the city is amazing. Um, my roommate in college is from here, and two of my teammates that I played with overseas live here, so I feel like Dallas is home.